0: I actually like the blue part of it. Blue is my favorite color, so don't even do that thingy, Tony. Red is not the number one color. <laughs> no, sexy. Uh, Red I jeeps are sexy. Yeah, I wouldn't even make it to town on the electric right. side of it, right? So it's like, well, why right. even have that? That's the only shitty thing. If if they can make it, you know, go 150 miles, then all right, I would be potentially in. Hey, welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and have
1: you seen the latest article from Motor Trend about the off-road Wagoneer? It is absolutely incredible. Just wait till you hear about the specs of this huge off-road Jeep. But that's not all. We're going to talk about why the 4XE is getting so much praise lately, and we'll also get into what one Jeep and those blue mailboxes have in common. It's not what you think. And later, I've got a foolproof trick for any Jeeper needing to deal with an exhaust leak, so stick around. We all know by now that Jeep has resurrected the infamous Wagoneer line of full-sized Jeeps. And when I say full-sized, I mean behemoth. The Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer are arguably the largest vehicles that Jeep has ever made. And their focal point has been, from the start, more luxury than capability. But that being said, Jeep didn't skimp on what the Waggy is actually capable of. Its towing prowess is admirable, its tech is cutting edge, and with the available 500-plus horsepower and torque from the twin-turbo inline-six hurricane engine, these new big-body Jeeps are nothing short of amazing. But how much Jeep are they still at the core with all that luxury and tech? With a price tag that starts just under $70,000, the full-size Wagoneer probably isn't the first Jeep people think of taking off-road, let alone turning into a modified and more capable off-road machine. Despite its cost and overall size, the Wagoneer still has the off-road prowess that has made the brand what it is today. Certainly more capable than virtually any other full-size SUV in its class. Would you disagree? To find out what this giant Jeep is really capable of, lubricant specialist Motul added, or decided rather, to take some modifications and make some modifications to a 2022 Series 1 Jeep Wagoneer. But we're talking way more than just some bigger springs and tires here. In fact, this build became a tribute to the 45th running of the infamous Dakar Rally. You should know anything about the Dakar Rally, it is this. It is a race that takes place over the course of about 10 to 15 days, consisting of nearly 10,000 miles across some of the most brutal desert terrain that you can imagine. It started in 1978 and is still today considered one of the most grueling off road rally events on the planet. Now, despite the Jeeps that you see in events like King of the Hammers, the Dakar is rarely run with production class vehicles. However, precedent was set with jeep and the dakar back in 2012 when mark mcmillan a decorated racing champion drove a wk generation grand cherokee in the world's grandest rally still this wagoneer won't be the first vehicle in the minds of north american fans both for both motul and the race this year okay so let's get into the build itself they started with a 2022 wagoneer series 1 carbide 4x4 in white with this particular model allowed the team to take advantage of its conventional suspension system rather than the air suspension system found on the more premium Wagoneers and the Grand Wagoneer. Makes sense, right? Why try to mess with all that crap and instead just kiss? Keep it simple, stupid. They then modified a 2.5-inch two Ram 2500 lift kit from ReadyLift to work on the waggy front end. Oddly enough, they're not too dissimilar. The rear suspension was completely custom-made, however, to provide enough carrying capacity for the amount of onboard support gear this Jeep may end up holding, all while still eating up the terrain found in desert racing. Along with the custom Motul-themed graphics wrap on the exterior, the modified wagon needed some new shoes, so the team went with a set of 18-inch black Chase wheels from Rhino wrapped in 35-inch BFG all-terrain KO2's tires. An ultra swing multi-fit spare tire hitch with mount was also installed in the back, along with a Jerry can mountain license plate relocation kit. Now, unfortunately, this waggy isn't likely going to see any actual race action, and is instead going to be used as a promotional vehicle for the Motul marketing and media teams that are out covering desert events like the King of the Hammers, Overland Expo, and the like. Now, there are rumors, however, that they may potentially use it as a chase vehicle for the upcoming Baja 1000. Now, that would actually be pretty cool. Now, what do you think, Jeeper? Check out these pics of this incredible full-size Jeep and let us know what you have to say. It looks awesome. The pictures are really great. Yeah, I think so, too. And once you actually start getting into something like this Wagoneer and increasing its size even further with something like a lift and some big tires and stuff, it really starts to sort of take shape and its it's uh, uh, perspectives and, and, and sort of... Uh, um, how it's proportioned, I should say, all really sort of start filling out a little bit more. It looks more proportional, sake, as far instead of being a little bit lower to the ground. This is a vehicle that looks like it should be up in the air a little bit.
2: I wonder if it's going to have the uh, the Bronco feature, independent front wheel steering with that IFS.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that, Uh, but what I do know is that so far, this is probably going to uh, open the door for a lot of aftermarket modifications. I think we're going to start seeing some of those Ram 2500 crossovers. Uh, in the with the aftermarket saying, well, if all we have to do is you know tweak this bracket, include this bolt, and hey, you know we have a whole new offering for you know retail uh, for a completely different vehicle, then that's something that I think a lot of different companies are going to start looking at.
2: I could see this uh, as very interesting to overlanders because I I think it's oh. one of, one of the things that they hey. hate is uh, the amount of room that you have in your standard even four door Jeep. So anything that is Jeep, which is uh, definitely has an off road heritage. Uh, and you can also start uh, slapping all the crap that you want to carry in there, including plastic bags and toilet paper. Uh, you uh, you know you, you may have something that the overlanders really look forward to, especially the diehard jeepers that would rather uh, be in a jeep.
1: Now, from what I understand from uh, what I was looking at the Mo Tools um, uh, uh, social media feeds and stuff, they um, uh, what is not included in these pictures are uh, what is going to be a roof rack tent. Um and a rear hatch ladder to gain access to that because this Jeep is so damn big. Yeah, Uh, you're actually going to need the ladder to get up on the roof. So um, those are two additions that you're not going to see in the pictures, but uh, would certainly, like Tony was saying, round out what uh, could otherwise be a very capable off-road or uh, uh, overlanding overlanding platform. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I could see a lot of overlanders. So look, really looking forward to this, absolutely, especially the rich ones.
1: Yeah. And and so, you know, um, talking about, you know, ha- taking this out to, uh, you know, different marketing teams and stuff. Overland Expo is actually one of the events that you're going to see. So Overland Expo East, Overland Expo West. I'm sure you're probably going to see them at, at both of those. I uh, see this vehicle at both of those. So uh, if you're in the market, uh, you're in the area for the Overland Expos, I highly encourage you to make the trip out. Go check out this vehicle and let us know what you think about it. And in the meantime, be sure to stay tuned to the Jeep Talk Show for the latest news from the Jeep world twice a week, every week. Are you
3: ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy.
1: There will be body damage. Josh. I like making people laugh. That's, that's it's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. I right. think that's a huge deal.
2: So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself.
3: Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and don't forget you can listen to all of my Newbie Nugget segments for the newest of Jeepers on Tuesdays. You don't want to miss any of them.
0: You really don't. (laughs) Am I here? (sighs) Do you know where we are?
3: He doesn't even know where he is. Hang on a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Chuck, and a while ago we spoke about my new Alcan Springs that I ordered with the Orbit Eyes, and I am happy to report that as of yesterday... They are en route. More to follow. Um,
2: nice. I don't want to take away from the story, but do you, do you have an ETA on it? I was hoping you were going to say that you had received them. Monday. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, wow. Cool. No. so, so you're gonna, I, Are you going to call I, I, in I'm sick Monday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already called in sick. Uh, I called he them can't do I that. The cows need
3: for, to be fed. He's
2: the owner. That's why it's funny. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm Tony, and what do we do when everyone... Is unavailable to record a new episode on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I mean, we may be fea- facing this soon as the Jeep Talk Show hosts, including yours truly, are at events around the country.
1: Makes it sound so big and important. Thank you. Let's, Let's get back to, to the news. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, more news. Let's do more news. Yes. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around
1: the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, Chuck's excited about more news because we're going to be talking about one of the most plastic Jeeps that Jeep is offering. <laughs> and this month, <laughs> parent company Stellantis reported Jeep's annual sales in the U.S. slid by in 2022 by about 12% compared to 2021, but noted that roughly one in four Jeep Wranglers sold last year was a plug-in hybrid Wrangler 4XE. Now, that amounted to more than 43,000 4XE models sold in 2022, which is up 46% compared to the previous year of 2021. Now, the Jeep Wrangler 4XE was introduced in 2020 for the 2021 model year and pairs a turbocharged four-cylinder engine with two electric motors, one engine-mounted motor and another transmission-mounted motor, powered by a 17-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack to make 375 combined horsepower and around 470 pound-feet of torque. The EPA rates the 4XE's all-electric driving range at just 22 miles and a 20 mile per gallon combined rating. It's the least efficient non-luxury plug-in hybrid vehicle that you can buy, but that didn't stop buyers from picking it up more than literally any other PHEV on sale from any other automaker. Now, making the 4XE Wrangler the best, this obviously is making the uh, the 4XE Wrangler the best-selling hybrid in America for all of 2022. If you're considering getting a 4XE for yourself, now here's something that you should know that may help, at least for now. The 2023 Jeep Wrangler 4XE will qualify for the revised EV tax credit passed last year as part of the Inflation Reduction Act. However, time may be running out because battery sourcing requirements may end up reducing the incentives going on past March. For now, though, the 2023 Jeep Wrangler qualifies for up to $7,500 back from the feds, plus any applicable state incentive, thanks to its $56,000 plus price, uh, starting price tag, including mandatory destination fees. It's not a cheap Jeep, but uh, certainly one that's in a lot of demand. So, is America's best-selling hybrid vehicle for all of 2022 destined to be in your driveway in 2023? Well, let us know.
3: You know well, I can tell you yes. from experience... <laughs> I can tell you from experience, because we have a lot of students that come to us to learn to drive, and they've got these 4XE models. It's a very capable Jeep, and I I can't say anything bad about it. I mean, they love it. I haven't heard any negatives about it. They absolutely um, enjoy what the features are, and boy, can that thing climb. And I'll tell you, when you're doing doing rock crawling with this 4XE model, and you're in electric mode, mm mm-hmm. Man, that torque is great. It's, it's really a good, it's a good vehicle. So if you're interested in it or thinking about it, you should just go do it because it's, it's awesome.
2: I don't think I'm talking out of turn here. And if I am, uh, Ken, just uh, hire somebody to, to kill me. Uh, Ken uh, Turderski over at uh, Tyree Lights uh, recently purchased a 4 by E. And, and actually, I was on the phone with him today, and I, I remembered to ask him about uh, how he likes it. And he says he mm-hmm. loves it. However, he has not taken it off road yet, uh, but he's planning on doing that within the next couple of weeks, I believe. So uh, I may be having some information from a, a 4xe owner. Uh, real soon, but yeah, he he says he really really likes it, and it, he hasn't had it very long. But I think that uh, seventy five hundred dollar uh, tax incentive—if they could just—if uh, if Jeep could come up with something like that for Wranglers and Gladiators and stuff—I think they'd sell a lot more of those too. Don't take seventy five mm-hmm. off, seventy five hundred off. Just uh, make it a incentive program. But good lord, could you imagine having seventy five hundred dollars off? It's especially important for those uh, big age, uh, big wage earners that need that kind of a discount. That actually could mm-hmm. use that discount. The whole thing. I think about how well, much it, seventy-five dollars
1: go these, in aftermarket. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and if uh, if Ken wants to go out and he wants, he's in the Southern California area, he should let let us know. We'll go out with you.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's
3: it's, it's a great Jeep. I I like it.
2: Well, it's a Jeep. It's a Wrangler. I mean, what, what, why wouldn't yes. you, why wouldn't you love it? I, I exactly. Just, I just, I, you know, of course, I have the problem with the, the the range of the batteries, which is really the stumbling block on all electric vehicles right now. Yes. Uh, is, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we could do something that generated yeah. power instead of uh, had to store power, oh, that would be the holy grail.
0: Right. I mean, that, that's the only thing I don't like about this Jeep. I, I think it's, I actually like the blue part of it. Blue is my favorite color. So don't even do that thingy. Tony, red is not the number one color. <laughs> no, sexy. Uh, red I jeeps are sexy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even make it to town. No, like I if uh, on the electric right. side of it, right? So it's like, well, why even have that? So that's the only shitty thing. If if they can make it, you know, go 150 miles, then all right, now I'm I would be potentially in. And it's a horrible jeep for dating because if you run out of gas and
2: the girl knows you're in a hybrid, she just says, "We'll switch it over to electric."
1: <laughs> so now one uh, there, there's a guy here um who who i've talked to a, a number of times lives or, lives uh, lives not that far from me but he's got about a 20 mile commute and and so he can just about get there on all electric but that you know then he's more or less stranded you know um without having to go into gas mode in order to get home um and so what he's done is he's actually opened up one of the access ports on one of the parking lot lights uh that's there and has rigged itself up a charging port. I'm not joking. This is I'm not no joking. this is great. So he's using oh my the God, electricity I love it and I and I think because the the lights are are on, you know, um, municipal power, something like that, they come on automatically. There's not a breaker in the in the uh, in the company that controls those, so it's free power for for the most part, at least for him, as far as he's concerned. Uh, because it was just a couple of screws to access this panel, he knows what he's doing electrically wise. You know, uh, tapped into there, got himself a little uh, pigtail that he can hook up his charging cable to, and but a bing, but a boom, now he can charge his Jeep at work for free without needing a special parking space or anything. Well, uh- I.
0: Take that back. He does need a special parking space because yeah. he needs to be n- at least near this one pole. Well, Josh, I would I would change the verbiage from free to stealing.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not- Free. yeah it's stealing. so are you well, it's free to him until he gets caught
2: do, <laughs> you know.
3: exactly you, well, actually, I, he just needs a sticker
1: he needs to have to have a
2: sticker uh posted on there it looks very official and uh the charging part part uh courtesy of uh, blah 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 whatever the city is, so are you guys aware oh. of the illegal stealing of electricity that used car dealers uh used to do and may still do no, What's
1: no? A, what uh, just uh,
2: so, running all but, the lights for the use, it's usually used car because, you know, used car pe- uh, uh, dealers are are, are always uh, strapped for cash. So, what they would do is around their property uh, where the, the used cars were, they would run a lot of copper wire in a big loop. And that loop would pick up the electricity that was in the air coming off of the lines. No. Look it up. And then they not, would use could, that electricity. That
1: much Free electrons floating around. It, it, they can, it
2: depends on how much uh, copper you use, which copper was not, not as expensive gosh, years dang. back.
1: And it, they used that to run all those lights that lit up. So you get this Faraday cage around Uncle, Uncle Jim's, you know, uh, used car lot over here. And, and you know, of <laughs> course, you, you step inside, you get, you know, no cell phone service. But, <laughs> hey, you know, his electrical bill is about six bucks a month. So okay.
2: they were actually prosecuting uh, these people for these used car dealers for stealing electricity. And, and that's oh, exactly what, you know, what Chuck was saying. It is, it's, it's, the, it's in the air. How can it be stealing? I mean, it's, it's a, ingenuity. I, it, very much so. It was, it's brilliant, but look it up. I mean, it's, I, I thought yeah. it was hilarious. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is stuff that Tesla was, was working on, you know,
1: many, many, many years ago. Well, you guys know the saying, do the crime, do the time. So, Tony, I imagine down in Texas, the authorities down there, don't take too kindly to people stealing the mail, do they? No, not at all. No. I imagine not. They don't, like, well it e- not. They
2: don't like it when you beat the hell out of a mailbox either, but I think that's universal <laughs> all over the country. <laughs> all right.
1: I think that's actually a federal crime, it blowing is. up a mailbox.
2: Yeah, yeah. Blowing up, uh, hitting yeah. it with
1: uh, trash cans Defacing or yeah, yeah. all
2: kinds yep. of stuff.
3: All that. Well,
1: just about two and a half hours east of where you're sitting right now, Tony, in Beaumont, Bum- Texas- yeah. Beaumont? It's Be- not Beau, Be- I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I forget. You don't you know.
2: The, you don't know the pronunciation. <laughs> I thought it was Beau. It's Beau. It is. It's Beaumont. I was just calling it Beaumont oh, because okay, I'm here in I Texas, was like, what? and we make we make fun of, of places. It's like Nacogdoches. Uh, it's
1: nice. I was going to, I was going to piss off a bunch. Was of Texans. not correcting <laughs> you. I'm yeah, sorry. Texas exactly. Texans knocking on my door now. <laughs> well, the local post office service began receiving mail theft complaints regarding various collection boxes during January of 2022. Of course, they're not going to ignore this sort of thing, so responding to the complaints, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, or USPIS, installed security cameras back in February of of that year, so that some of the blue deposit boxes could be monitored at least some of the time, if not all the time. The cameras saw everything and recorded mail thefts on nine different days throughout February. The surveillance footage showed that the thefts were being conducted by at least two different individuals working as a team to steal mail and packages from these USPS blue deposit boxes. The thieves appeared to be utilizing a key, actually, to access the contents of the boxes, (laughs) allowing for quick removal of the contents of each blue deposit box. The cameras also got a good look at the getaway vehicle, a dark newer model Jeep Cherokee. After discovering a pattern, the Postal Inspection Service coordinated a live surveillance operation in late February of 2022 with cooperation of the Beaumont Police Department. At about 1.45 a.m. one morning, police spotted the jeep near a post office facility. Unfortunately, the jeep sped away and was was able to elude officers before they could pull it over. I don't know about you, but after a long night of felony mail theft and eluding, I get a mighty big hankering for a Big Mac. So, less than an hour later... Officers spotted the jeep at McDonald's restaurant in Beaumont <laughs> Officers entered the parking lot Leading the thieves to again speed away in the jeep Officers chased the jeep counting, uh, Continuing on to parts of Interstate 10 At over 130 miles per what? hour Not in a Cherokee yes. No way <laughs> No. <laughs> That's wrong 110 yes <laughs> The men inside the jeep were seen throwing out mail And at least one gun uh, from the vehicle oh, during the I, chase. Gonna, I thought you were going to say Big Mac <laughs> Well, you know, as if, as if, you know, throwing the mail out was going to stop, you know, stop the pursuit Oh shit, dispatch, that was a greeting card from somebody's grandma Stop the chase, in pursuit, in pursuit (laughs) The spike strips were eventually deployed and proved to be successful in damaging the fleeing vehicle's wheels But like we've heard so many times before, that ain't gonna stop a jeep The vehicle continued on to travel for some time and many miles without tires (laughs) Though the jeep was eventually stopped without a single patrol car being rammed to the point of being completely out of commission Nah shucks I wanted to hear at least one. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the driver's name is Dante Dewey McGee. If that ain't a name for you, I don't know what it is. That's a Beaumont name. <laughs> That's a cartoon character's name is what that yes! is. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he's out of Houston and he was sentenced on January 11th to 37 months in prison in order to pay a whopping 55000 dollar restitution after pleading guilty to mail theft. He admitted to buying a key from somebody to unlock the blue mailboxes and to stealing the mail. He also admitted to throwing stolen mail from the stolen Jeep. That this Wait. this guy's just a dual pigeon.
0: <laughs> Wait, so nah, I get it.
2: so there's get no the there's no there's no Big Macs in prison, or at least not the kind you expect. So
1: I'm just gonna let no. you know. I think he probably knew. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna go to jail tonight. I I gotta get one less Big Mac. That's right.
2: <laughs> get yeah, me I, a so, before yeah. I go to jail. I, 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 I would not allow to be. I would not allow myself to be convicted for doing it was over
1: hundred and thirty. Great tailwind that night, Tony is. was,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, it was no downhill.
1: Kidding. <laughs> it was a
2: tow but, vehicle,
3: uh, but also you said here that he admitted to buying a key from someone. So we're, that guy should also be prosecuted, don't you think? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's of, the one who perpetrated the fraud because he knew what they were going to do. Uh, when you said opened
2: it with a key, I was for sure that this was this was going to be a right-hand drive Cherokee that he was driving.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a newer model Jeep Cherokee. Uh, oh, okay, and not and an XJ. E, so, you know, he was probably from some guy named, uh, you know, Potato Chip out on the street or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, he's a six foot black guy, kind of skinny. Uh, he goes by Potato Chip. How dare you? You know, it's like, oh, geez. Yeah, okay, that's going to, you know, really narrow it down for us. Uh, thanks there, Mr. Thief. I give him Potato Chips a bad name. Well, if you got a news tip response to any one of our stories, Jeeper, by all means, let us know what you have to say. We always enjoy getting some interaction from you, the listener. Head over to slash contact right now. Find out all the different ways that you can interact with us here at the show. You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Hey, and be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network. They can check out episodes of uh, all kinds of great off-roading podcasts like the Center Steer Podcast, the On the Trail Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast, even Trail Chasers, and of course, the world-famous Jeep Talk Show is there. It's all happening at 4x4radionetwork.com. The number four, letter X, the number four, radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
2: Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, a unique tip for finding exhaust leaks
1: on any year... Or model of Jeep
3: I can't wait for this one
1: It's not going to suck I'll tell you that (laughs) And and hopefully you won't burn your lips
3: Oh jeez
2: From
1: the mind of Nikki G Hey this is Nikki G and I didn't really have Time to come up with a joke this week (laughs) Because I just got a new it's
2: job different. working on a garbage
3: truck. It's different this yeah, week. Yeah, there's no training for it. You just kind of pick things up as you go. Oh, my God! Oh, I used dang. to work at a stationery store, but I didn't
1: feel like I was going anywhere.
3: Oh, I knew it. Rapid, rapid, fire, rapid fire. fire.
1: Rapid fire. And this is the exact moment where the show hit rock bottom. <laughs> it can only get better from here. I'll be home. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. and You have a good one. Bye. <music>
2: Eighteen percent more rocks. Eighteen percent more bottoms. <laughs> yeah.
1: He Snuck that first one in there. I thought he was going all serious for a second, going to go on a, a little bit of a storytelling trip there, and I just got that punchline in right when I was least expecting. You're so trusting, Josh.
2: <laughs> You're just so trusting.
1: I like giving. I like. I, I like giving Nicky G the benefit of the doubt. Uh,
2: he never disappoints. Well, but it's funny when he disappoints. I should say. Indeed. <laughs> Chuck, this can, never can stop talking about Nikki G while we're talking on the phone.
0: <laughs> I love Nikki G. You got tech questions?
1: Uh, what do I have? A, we have answers. Oh, that's good. I get, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Me. Yahoo! One of the most common issues with Jeep motors as they age is leaks in the exhaust system. Now, aside from the occasional oil leak, this is arguably the most common issue found on used, especially older Jeeps. In fact, it's one of the most common problems with the venerable four-liter inline six. Now, leaks in the exhaust system on a Jeep can happen from in well any number of different ways. Now, one of the most common ways for an exhaust leak to occur is simply driving your Jeep. Whenever you cycle a vehicle's engine on and off by driving it like, you know, we were on a run to the store or, you know, on your way to or from work or even on the trail, it experiences extreme temperatures. Over time, this expansion and contraction from the engine and all that exhaust components heating up and cooling off can lead to small leaks in your manifold gasket or other exhaust components. So what exactly is going on with a Jeep when it has an exhaust leak? Well, the exhaust system is, for all intents and purposes, a sealed system. One way in, one way out. Much like your digestive system. The intake takes in the air, mixes it with fuel and burns it in the engine, which then takes that burnt air and fuel and pushes it out the exhaust system. The pressure within the system is called back pressure, and it serves many important roles. First, it helps generate load on the engine, creating a specific power band where the horsepower and torque are at their highest and most efficient. It also serves as a part of the role of keeping the engine's temperature in its ideal range. The cooling system may do the the lion's share of this role, but how well the engine breathes or doesn't breathe also has a great effect on its operating temperature. If the exhaust system has a leak and this perfect balance is interrupted, well, now in older Jeeps, this can mean something as simple as a rough idle. Maybe some loss of power and a change in the exhaust note. And you might even actually hear a leak itself. For newer Jeeps with multiple sensors throughout the exhaust system, a leak can cause all sorts of havoc if left untreated for too long. The system will see the leak, and the onboard computers will try to compensate for the imbalance of back pressure. This can cause engine overheating, poor fuel economy, severe power losses, and in severe cases it can even prevent the Jeep's engine from idling or even starting. The check engine light may even come on as the O2 sensors will be all out of whack, and this may cause you to fail a smog inspection if your state requires them, and of course you're going to end up, well, dropping those MPGs pretty quick. Okay, so now now that we know what exhaust leaks are, what sort of issues they can cause, how do we track them down so we can figure out how to fix them? Oftentimes the culprit is a known area of concern. Like on the 4 liter in Line 6, it's the exhaust manifold or the header. For the 36 liters, it's the collector flange. Every Jeep has its known exhaust problems, but if you know what to look for or listen for, the fix is easy if you can catch it soon enough. Exhaust leaks may also be able to be tracked down by ear simply listening to where the, uh, where the noise is coming from. Is it from the front or is it from the rear? Is it from the left or the right of the, of the Jeep? Is it up high or is it down low? Does it go away when it gets warmer? These kinds of answers can help you narrow it down, but the leak may still be in an area where you can't see or get to it easily. For this, we need to pinpoint the leak, and for that, I give you the shop vac hack. Now, you're going to need a good-sized shop-back for this, so if it can fit in a grocery bag, well, it's probably a little bit too small. And no, your home vacuum isn't going to cut it either, but if that's all you got, well, it may be just barely enough. And something is better than nothing. Also, the Jeep will need to be dead cold for this, so let it sit for a good long time if you've just driven it. Besides, most exhaust leaks are worse on a cold Jeep than on a hot one, so you'll have a better chance of pinpointing the leak anyways if you let it cool down. Now, you're going to want to take that shop vac, swap the hose from the suck port to the blow port, basically turning the vacuum into a blower. Now, with the other end of the hose, you're going to shove it up the tailpipe of the Jeep and tape it up good and tight. It's okay. It's only for a moment. Whisper sweet nothings to it first if you have to. Cress it gently. Buy it whenever dinner. it takes. <laughs> 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 then turn on the vac turned blower and you're going to go on to the next step. Now, using a spray bottle of water and dish soap, go around from the muffler to the manifold and spray the soapy water on every inch of the exhaust. And I mean douse it. Don't be stingy with this. Really, soak everything to be sure that you don't miss something. Don't worry, it's just soapy water and it will rinse or burn off very easily. Now, with the pressure being generated from the blower vac, the leak will create a positive pressure situation. Well, at least the the pressure from the vac will create this positive pressure situation inside of the exhaust system that, when combined with the soapy water, will create suds. Giving you a pinpoint visual identification of exactly where the exhaust leak is coming from. You may be surprised, it could be coming from multiple points. Now, the fix may be something as simple as retorquing the manifold bolts or replacing a gasket. It may be, more, may be more serious than that and require something like welding or replacing an actual component to fix the leak for good. Now, using this method could potentially save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at the repair shop by having most of the work done for the tech before you even roll in. Well, Jeeper, I hope this helps you fix that noisy Jeep exhaust once and for all. And if you end up using this tip, well, give us a call and let us know how it worked out for you.
2: It's never going to be a loose bolt or a, a flange. I, I can guarantee you, it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> More oftentimes than not. He's right. <laughs> but I mean, it's worth it. It's you know, keep that hope alive. It's
3: <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting that you talked about using that soap technique because you do that with yeah. the tire too. You mm-hmm. know, when you're trying to That's see right. if you have a leak on a tire. Exactly. I same never principle. thought about. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about doing it for this kind of a leak, but it it makes perfect sense. Uh,
2: this isn't the show for it, but you can also uh, use it for uh, soapy water for cheating if your wife is cheating on you.
1: What? Uh, I don't want to get into the suck and blow details of that
3: conversation. <laughs> like, like, so. what the hell? <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: like, I just woke up and heard <laughs> that. And I'm like, what show
3: my partner? <laughs> Poor Chuck, he's like, What what dimension did I fall into?
1: And now back to three D printing.
0: <laughs> now back to G
1: is. <laughs> what now, Tony? I I know you and I both have gone through um, uh, tracking down exhaust leak issues <sighs> with both of our Cherokees and the and in the inline six engine. Uh, it's just something that that happens on that big, long, torquey engine. Yeah. Um. the The exhaust is is sort of takes the brunt of all of that engine torque, and, and as the engine moves around, well, yeah, that that's uh, a good point. Motor mounts, on.
2: transmission yeah. mounts on the XJ uh, can cause yep. uh, cracks and stuff to form on the the stock uh header, but I've actually had uh, two or three headers on my right. uh, on on my Jeep, my XJ, and uh, and I've got uh, really solid motor mounts on mine now. Although I haven't had problems with the the most recent one with the accordion accordion type pipes on there. You know what I'm talking right. about, right? Yeah, it allows a little bit of stretch. So yeah, when movable yeah, objects yeah, you, move, uh, and and you're so, you have something on there that doesn't move, something's got to give.
1: Exactly, and especially when you have those heat cycles uh, playing yes. the havoc on the pedal as well, and then you get things moving back and forth. It's kind of like you, know, you, you, you take that coat hanger, and you bend it back and forth enough times, it's going to break. Yep. And the same thing is happening with the, with the exhaust systems on our Jeeps.
2: I, I bet you had went through this too, where it, a cold morning, you start up the XJ, it, it's making a horrible ruckus, and you go, come on, baby, warm up warm up and (laughs) then after after about five minutes it's so nice to drive you got a nice rumble and there's no (laughs) (laughs) because
1: heat expands and cold contracts and And people
2: have the nerve to call my cherokee a shit box i don't understand it i'll never Mm -mm. agree
1: (laughs) chuck have you ever had any big exhaust (laughs) leaks where you had to deal with on your jeep at all or any of the jeeps i should (laughs) say (laughs)
0: We don't even run exhausts on big v It's like, like my exhaust pipe, <laughs> Headers, is seven what? seven and a half inches long. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to tell Tony. There's not a single Cherokee that had a nice rumble. What are you talking about? Oh the man, four Co- compared rumble. to that three six. The three
2: six sounds so anemic. It gets oh. up and moves, but God, it just doesn't have that nice
1: that nice rumble.
2: It, it may be the the uh, the exhaust system I have on there too, because I don't. There know. was. One yeah. one Jeep,
1: I, I heard it was a, uh, it was a 2000 uh, Freedom Edition Jeep Cherokee XJ That belonged to a guy um, that was in the club when I was president of, of Naxja And uh, his Jeep was so, it, that engine ran so smooth And it was so quiet There were times out on the trail uh, Because you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere There's not a lot of stuff for the sound to bounce off of I was up at the front of his Jeep and didn't know it was running it wow. was that quiet because his, his motor was that tight wow. and, and yeah, no, I mean, seriously, it was the quietest Jeep that, I mean, the quietest four liter, I should say that I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. It, and again with the 2000, so they had the, the weird, uh, pre cats up in the front and stuff like that as well. Certainly an exhaust system that, that, that has plenty of opportunities for, for failure points on it. Um, but his for whatever, and it's not like he was, you know, spent a lot of work and a lot of time in it. It was just, he bought the Jeep that way. And it had always been that way, despite all the wheeling and and all the suspension uh, modifications that he had done to it and everything else, that engine exhaust system was just that tight.
2: Oh, and I'll mention to you, Chuck, as far as the V8 thing, I know about V8 sound and the four O sound is not a V8 sound. <laughs> 327 just, with headers, with glass packs shoved uh, into uh, the collectors yes. and uh, yeah, I did yeah. all of that stuff. Edelbrock head, uh, Holley carb, uh, the whole thing. Oh, it, that was a wonderful sound and a, a six cylinder uh, is never going to sound that way, but it's not a V8. I love V8s. Yeah. My,
0: my wife actually asked if we we're going to get like Hearing or, or um, Oh what the hell am I trying to say The ability United. to speak HeadSets. when we drive this Road
3: here, all yeah. here, you mean uh, what like headsets Or something Ye- you guys can talk to each other yeah. or earphones yeah.
0: She wants headsets because the exhaust is too loud, she oh, said. I yeah. told her I didn't want that's to talk. Like, <laughs> hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that? that's the old joke about uh, taking the uh, the girlfriend out. She, she wants to talk, and you go out on a, a drive with uh, mud terrains. It's like, bu, 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 bu. <laughs> what? what's that, dear? What's that's that? Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk when we get back that's home. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then she never makes it home. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Good
0: times. That's right. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> good to be married.
1: Well, uh, aside from tips of leaving your wife in the woods, if you have anything to add to Tech Talk, maybe you have a question for this segment, uh, by all means, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com contact and send us a message. I'd love to hear uh, some suggestions for, for things to cover here on this segment.
2: And when you do leave your uh, your wife, girlfriend out in the woods, be a good steward of the land and give her a little baggie full of toilet paper. that'll
3: make it all better that's right here honey go check this out see you later we
0: we talked about this a couple episodes ago when you go number two and you leave it out there you have to bury it under eight inches we already know that that's what you do (laughs) just barrier yeah
2: you can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go.
0: You can only hear you. Uh-oh.
2: So you're actually getting the best part of the show is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom people Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. Sure.
1: <laughs> We're starting our own Zoom people
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Oh, that was so funny. We can only hear you. That <laughs> was such a fun episode. All right. So uh, coming up uh, this week, actually tomorrow, Chris Van Den Elzen of VDE Racing. That's our interview episode, episode 749. Don't miss it. I think you'll find some very interesting stuff about, uh, I think it was short, uh, short track truck racing.
1: I'm glad he added the uh, the e from his last name in there. I mean, imagine if his name was just Van Den, it'd be like VD Racing, but that would suck. No matter what position we come in, there's a little bit of pill or cream will clean this right up. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm sorry, Chris. That's just bad bad form. Oh, you know,
2: talking about ab- abbreviations and stuff. I had a question from the uh, "Do the Crime, Do the Time" story that you had earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you talked about, and I didn't know this existed. The uh, what was it? The United the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. And it reminded me of a, uh, uh, a a gas station bathroom, us piss, because nobody ever flushes. Oh boy! P.I.S. <laughs> yeah.
1: That I was, that you're go, that was like, worth you know, going back. Of one of those that was worth those, going back for, you know, right? Bus stop uh, like T-shirts you right right see, and it head. says FBI, Federal Boob Inspector. Or something. <laughs> yes. Body something
2: It was always female body inspector. Uh, uh, what I always know. saw. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's good that we're in the future. <laughs> All right, so uh, a couple of things I want to find out more about. Uh I want to hear about your stuff, uh, Josh, but real quickly. Uh Chuck mentioned the new Leaf Springs. Tell 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 our listeners about the mm-hmm. Leaf Springs. We we talked about it in the past, but it's something that you tease. So mm-hmm. let, let's hear about it. What is it going to do for refresh. you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give us a refresh.
0: Yeah, so So the Scrambler, you know, the CJ has the really thin springs up front and um, kind of the wider springs in the back like AMC used to do. This is one of the things that YJ, when the YJs came out, they revamped all the width of the springs when when Chrysler took it over. And it's just way better. So the AMC springs are just real antiquated. And when I added the weight of the motor, the transmission transfer case and all that kind of stuff, the, the... what is it, what is it called, OEM spec springs, they can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So, talking to a good friend of ours, uh, Henderson, he, uh, with unofficial use only, he kind of talked to me about Alcan Springs out of Colorado. So, I looked them up, and they custom make any spring that you want, anything, for any vehicle, leaf springs. And I thought, okay, so I talked to them, and um, they're making me some custom-made springs that will handle the 2,000 pounds of extra weight that is now in my scrambler. I'm uh, more than a ton heavier than it used to be. And uh, they're going to do something called an orbit eye on the shackle side, which will allow the spring to twist from the frame mount. Well, not the frame mount, the shackle,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which should, in theory, we're going to use air quotes, in theory allow more articulation so we will see they they'll show up on monday i've already called in sick and <laughs> i can already foresee it and uh my jeep is down currently because um broke some parts of the u-joints and the, the the u-bolts and things like that on the the rear end so it's perfect time just to strip the the suspension and and put these new uh, new springs underneath it should give it more life pick it back up it uh, I'm not a I'm not a lightweight kind of guy, so it was kind of sagging towards the driver's side. Anyhow, the the, the old AMC squat. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, hey shush. Well,
2: we, and uh, <laughs> well, you're gonna be you're gonna be really uh, looking forward to getting that thing out there and trying it and see what you can uh, what you can break. Uh, maybe you can take on that four foot tall rock again. Um, so I think you yeah. already answered this, but this is all the leaf springs, front and rear.
0: Yeah, the whole I bought everything, the whole kit and caboodle. I Good. jumped in with both feet. Good. Yep.
2: Well, this will be interesting. I, and definitely remember to let us know uh, about these uh, custom-made leaf springs for your '81 Scrambler. I'm I'm very curious yeah. to know. I know you'll let us know, like uh, on our Discord server, and uh, just, just yes. chat amongst the hosts. But I want to hear about it on the show because uh, uh, you know there's people out there with scramblers, or and this would be good for a CJ as well, correct?
0: Yeah. Any any leaf sprung vehicle. So. Um, Josh right now is actually putting it into the show notes, and that's a YJ, and that's the the gentleman that uh, created it all. He built this YJ, and it's, uh, it's absolutely neat. Him and his son uh, run them. They, they do competitions all the time, and they go toe-to-toe and sometimes beat uh, coilovers because of the amount of articulation that they're getting from these very custom-made. They are incredibly custom-made leaf springs.
2: Well, it's, it's all different, isn't it? It just really depends on the terrain and how you use your Jeep and the weight distribution and all the rest of that crap. So uh, yep. it,
0: one yep. thing is not a, uh, is a, uh, the,
2: the right thing for
0: all situations. Right. And the reason that I'm doing it is there is no over-the-counter spring that will take into consideration the extra weight that I have in the Scrambler. You know, I run, I have a welder and a power inverter and a torch set and a five-speed transmission and all the big, you know, one-ton stuff that I have, you know, to make it work in the big winch and everything. You know, that's a lot of weight mm-hmm. from, you know, the middle to the front of this Jeep that is way heavier than it used to be. So if I was to go on to any online anything and just buy a... You know, four inch lift kit, it would not lift at four inches. I would squat it, just putting it in. You know, right. so that's why I'm going with this. They took they take into the weight of the vehicle into consideration when they temper the springs and make everything.
2: Mm-hmm. So from the factory, you mentioned U bolts earlier. So from the factory, your '81 uh, scrambler came with uh, straps holding in the the rear uh, yes. drive shaft, which really surprised me. And, and, of course, I jumped in there uh, yeah. and, and said, man, you need to <laughs> – that's rookie stuff there. You need to put U-bolts on that thing. Right. <laughs> and you've, right. you've been going down the rabbit hole of trying to find U-bolts that will fit uh, the yoke that you have uh, on that, uh, that rear end. And I know we talked about it. What was it, an AMC-20? Is that what you called it? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, so, the rear, so I'm running a Dana 30 up front um, with chromoly. Uh, axles and I'm running the AMC20 in the rear Mm -hmm. which you know people are crunching right now going oh my god what a piece of shit rear end and it's really not it actually has a larger ring and pinion than the Dana 44 and you can convert it to a flanged axle with um, chromoly shafts which is what I did so the the AMC20 is very beefed up and everything and the yoke has straps which I mean my motor is almost 400 yeah yeah, my motor's almost horse, and I know that that's not the stock motor. The stock motor in mine was actually the Iron Duke four-cylinder, which is a giant piece of shit, and uh, that got yanked out years and years and years ago. And I had a bunch of extra parts. actually just kind of stumbled across the old Jeep CJ stuff, CJ5 and older, and the damn U-bolts placement is different than the stupid straps on this gosh darn scrambler so i went online and i actually bought some stuff off of amazon and i was all excited because i thought this is going to be real easy and lo and behold the u bolts are not as wide as the holes for the strap so i think i might actually have to buy some xj parts because god I need to bless do some you ah yeah. <laughs> uh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> it'll never break again uh i your exhaust will, yeah, but the uh, rest Josh, of will be fine. <laughs> I, yeah. Josh, I mean, you're you're working on your Jeep right now. If you can find the time, go underneath there and just give me a measurement oh, yeah. of the strap bolt, and I how will I be able to get one, a measurement. How I do you want yeah. better?
1: How how about I give you a link to where you can get an AMC-20 flange or a, 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 a different yoke that is set up for U-bolts? It only costs you 55 bucks. So, I mean, save yourself the time, okay, the hassle of trying to like drill out that or whatever, um, and just swap out the, the yoke on that on that AMC 20 for one that will take okay. U bolts.
0: Then I need then I need the Dana 300, and I need the um, 30 up front too, because I'm going to do all of it. I'm not just going uh, uh, to. I thought range. you were on U bolts everywhere else. On all of my other CJs, no, 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 they're on, U-bolts. The, on the scrambler. It's, I thought,
2: I thought your thirty was uh, was U bolts.
0: No, the whole thing, the is whole
3: straps.
2: Thing. Oh my god! You're, yes, you're driving a time bomb.
0: Right, especially the way I drive. Well, it. I'm not with that
2: engine in it. Is what, be- is what I mean is you're driving a time
1: bomb. Right. Yeah, I think for the
0: for yes, the, for the 300,
1: point. you may you may have to just drill out the holes to accept a larger a larger U um, bolt, mm-hmm. um, and just uh, and you'll just have to find so the I measurements there. Measure. I mean, for the for the Dana 30, you can go to any part store and you can get the the strap kit um, from from them. But as far as the AMC 20, it might be a little bit harder. That's why I was trying to hook you up with this uh, with that um, with that yoke. Oh my goodness. So I put a link right, in a so, uh, in a picture of it in the show notes there for you, and so anybody else with an AMC 20 who's looking for a U bolt style yoke, you know, we've got a link and an image here for you for for some reference.
2: But it was the one uh, the rear drive shaft on the axle end that you that, that came undone, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Yep, my uh, we were out we were out Wheeling and um, we were actually done heading back because the the transmission blew up on Josh's uh, flat fender and we limped it home and okay. then I gave uh, yeah I gave my CJ five to a buddy of mine he is a neighbor and I said why don't you come along you can just here's my rental Jeep and uh, he he came about a third of the way into it he says you know this this transmission's making funny noises and I looked at him and I said. Dude, I've had that transmission for 17 years. It's never had an issue. And he goes, well, it's got an issue now. And the main bearing for the input shaft blew. Good we We're lord. just having a good time.
2: Man, it was like you guys went yeah, through an airstrike.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're not, you're not allowed. Get, get out of my rig. <sighs> good
2: lord. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I just
0: laughed about it. Whatever. You know, it's, it's jeeping.
2: Well, keep us up to date. We, got, we all got home. Um, yeah, good. That's, yeah, we'll that's do important.
0: It. Absolutely.
2: So, Josh. Uh, speaking of carnage, uh, your XJ has been down for a number of years. I'm not picking on you. You agree, right? I mean, you had some carnage oh, yeah. with that. No, uh, out, of, that out of the
1: last six years, I think my my Cherokees ran like one or two of them. So, yeah, it's 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 bad.
2: But you you t- actually took the week off, and you've been working on that uh, that 4.0 this week. Uh, how's it going? How, uh, are you going to be uh, off road this weekend?
1: uh probably not as soon as this weekend <laughs> no but uh and, and honestly my my um my biggest issue right now is just trying to track down nuts and bolts uh and so it's it's one of those things where i didn't take my own advice um and it was it was something that i would planned on taking care of right away and as i dug into it yeah i uh, realized <laughs> that i was i was getting uh I, this is becoming a much larger of a project than i was anticipating uh and and so it was going to require a lot more a lot more work and money um, and, and so instead of, you know, being able to fix this over the weekend, it became a three-year project. So, so yeah, uh, bolts and nuts and brackets and stuff kind of got misplaced, uh, or not labeled altogether. And so I'm, I'm in the process right now of, um, the, the block has been cleaned, uh, completely, um, flushed out for the most part. Um, and the new camshaft is in, um, all gasket surfaces have been prepped. Um, uh, the new, or the timing set has been put back on and, uh, the timing cover is, is more or less on, uh, and, and that, the, the timing cover and a uh, couple bolts for that and a bracket that the timing cover and the alternator both share are the bolts that I am missing right now and can't track down. So, um, I'm going to be digging through the garage for the rest of the night, uh, trying to track down where I may have put those. And then uh, hopefully be able to move on from that because I, I mean it's, it, this is one of those steps where it's like everything else is sort of built off of this, and if I can't get this buttoned up, then I can't really move on to the next step. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you so that's, don't that's you don't I'm just
2: around. put it in the floorboard like uh, on the passenger side floorboard, just to dump the stuff <laughs> in there because uh,
1: I've got all these different magnetic trays and and I, I've got like two of them. I definitely know what the bolts are in each of those, whether Good. what they're for. But I got this other one that's got a bunch of mixed stuff in it. I have uh, a couple of different baggies that aren't labeled that have a bunch of different stuff in them. So it's like, okay, so I'm just kind of got to Push things. it in
2: there. See if it threads up. Yes, and see if exactly. it's the right length. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, I'm
1: going to hold this up. Is that long enough? Okay, long enough? okay right try and try and try it looks about Trial and error. Hey, it
2: catches. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's slower, but it'll work out. You've, done th- you've had so been to go through I've, this before. I've also got a... T- Ton of pictures that I had taken okay, along excellent. The, along the line um, when I was tearing everything down and rebuilding it this last time. So I've got I've got uh, pictures for reference as to okay I know that these three bolts have a flange on them in the middle of it and a stud that sticks off of that kind of like a standoff. And so I I know that I need these three. They look like this. Where the hell are they now? Where are they <laughs> over here? No, are they over Who there? Took where, them? Where did yeah. I put them? Shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you'll get there. I'm glad to you. I'm just glad to hear you're working on it. And uh, yes, hell, you, maybe you'll have some and tires on that thing soon. Uh, the That's one, right. The ones you've been sitting so, on for three actually, years. actually
1: that that kind of brings me to something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Okay. And, and Tony, I may even ask for for your help in in um, with the uh, the social media uh, and stuff, and and possibly generating a poll because I, I might want the the listeners' input on this as well. Um, and there's a couple different directions I can go. I've got the tires. I have rims and, and stuff on the, on, the, on the Jeep that, I, that the, the tires will absolutely go on, but would it maybe be in my interests to consider selling the wheels and tires that I have on there right now, the thirty three twelve fifty Pro Comp uh, uh, Extreme Mud Terrain 2s that have about three, I don't know, uh, three quarter 75% tread on them, I mean, easily. They're, they're great tires in good condition and a decent set of uh, fake beadlock wheels. So I could probably get a decent pretty penny out of, uh, out of all of those, especially as we're rolling into tax season right now.
3: I could so think somebody so, yeah, you a would. a full right.
1: set of rollers. Now, what that would do is give me the ability to pay for the mounting and balancing of the necks and tires onto a new set of rims. Right. And mm-hmm. that would then raise the question, what do I go with? If I, I do know. sell the, the wheels and tires, um, you know, the, the pro comps with, the, with the, the fake beadlocks that I have now, you know, I could probably get, I'm thinking around a thousand bucks give or take a couple hundred, you know, one way or another for the full set. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all day long, they, they'd go for that. Um, so what do I do then at that point? Do I go for actual beadlocks? Do I go for something, basically a new set of the same thing that I had before? Um, what direction do I go? So I'm looking for your guys' advice. I'm looking for the listeners' advice. Um, and, and I'm kind of putting this out there to see what you guys think. Well,
2: before anybody starts jumping in with advice, let's uh, let the listeners uh, jump in and then we'll add to it.
1: How about that? That sounds good. I like that.
3: What? I have an opinion. I might. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I might put my smart-ass comment. Like, I've got a perfect smart-ass comment right now, well, write it down. I think, we'll hear I think it smart-ass week. comments are always are always all right, because they're really they're not always legit. They're <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> well, Josh is over there, he, and the end of the show is near.
3: <laughs> no, the, the only thing I was going to say, which I think is something to consider, is that with the necks and tires... And I know that you'll air them down pretty low. You almost yeah. don't even need the beadlocks.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would go with beadlocks.
3: But because I know the kind of wheeling that you do, like we, we have right. beadlocks, we the race line. And <clears throat> I don't know that we would ever really need them in the wheeling that we do. And, you know, we do rocks and all kinds of stuff, but it's nice to know that it's there. So I think that's where your decision is going to come in. And then can you find the beadlocks that you like? For the style that They're you're doing so for team.
2: expensive, and I think they'd they be. They are. More, the other I think thing. they'd be yeah, over a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, well, especially the, going with, with something like Raceline. That's that's going to be oh. that's going to be
0: spendy. Mm-hmm. Now, now the, the can the other I opt- say my thing? Yeah, but
2: yeah I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Shocked, but we're goes. out of time. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> no, he he see, it. you had time to say what
0: you wanted to say, and there we
3: are. Yeah, Here I, he is. He finally, uh, he finally wakes up.
0: Go ahead, Chuck. <laughs> uh, well, now, I mean, yeah, it's perfect. The bars are all closing, so now I've got to figure it out. No, um, <laughs> this is what I would say, Josh. Get your Jeep running and worry about the fancy shit later. <laughs> like, get the goddamn thing on the road. Uh, hey, the I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: one of, the I'm like a chess player.
0: I'm, I'm working
1: three, four, five moves ahead, man. So, I, I don't leave things to the well, last what, minute. Is
0: that? So what are we gonna do? It like episode thirteen hundred and forty two? Like let's get the damn thing on the road.
2: (laughs) Damn it, Chuck! You've been giving him hell, and he's working on the damn jeep.
0: I'm so excited! (laughs) Like I I see the Discord, and I'm like, dude, I want to see more than just the front of your motor. Like see this thing out there. This. So
2: let me ask you this critical question, Josh: On your your rear axle, is it U bolts or straps?
1: <laughs> Here uh, we go. That's actually a good question. I think I have straps. Yeah, you do. Uh, if no, it's no, I'm, I'm sorry. I think I, I've got I've got the U bolts on there because oh, I, yeah. I remember buying the kit. I just don't remember if I've installed it there now. Well, you know, while you're in there, <laughs> yeah. no I've uh, always, yeah, that, whole, that whole rear end is a big while you're in there uh, mess right now. So I just need a few more parts that's for what the I've uh, said disc my wife inversor. ever.
2: so you guys stay tuned and listen to the jeep talk show for more uh, information on uh, Chuck's uh, <laughs> adventure and of course Josh's adventure. Wouldn't it be amazing to find out in the next uh, two three weeks? Uh, Josh says uh, did a, a test run of the uh, the, the yeah. XJ off
1: road
3: and would uh, love to hear that. Yeah,
1: and uh, I've got a lot a, of uh, engine breaking in to do before I am going to be able to do that. But uh, but yeah, you, you guys will be uh, up up to speed on, on everything that's happening with that uh, with that rebuild yeah. and uh, looking
2: forward that, so. to it. Josh,
1: thanks. Hey, between now and then, I encourage you to head over to the Jeep Talk Show website and sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. It comes from us. It's uh, no third-party spamming kind of stuff. We're not going to sell your information. Heck, we don't even know what to do with it. (laughs) Just head over to (laughs) jeeptalkshow.com. We're looking for a buyer. (laughs) Uh, Jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a ton of stuff right there, including all the different ways that you can reach out to us here at the show, Uh, myself, uh, Tony, Wendy, even Chuck. And, uh, of course, also you can <laughs> find information on how to sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. And that's <laughs> going to give you the information to actually join in with the fun that we have every Tuesday as we record an episode of the Roundtable episodes. And that's a lot of fun. Join in us, uh, join us uh, on that, and, uh, and we hope to see you next Tuesday. And until then, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. all the jeep talk show there is for now Jeeper, until our next show if you are one of the thousands of jeepers who every day find some benefit or bit of entertainment from the show be sure to show your support by becoming a paid subscriber today and as always thank you for listening to the world's largest most downloaded jeep podcast we're so big Finding what you think is me violently mixing a moist batch of waffle batter on an old sticky couch while making very intense and direct eye contact with you will only be uncomfortable for one of us.
2: (laughs) I told you, level the couch.
3: (laughs) Broadcasting since 2010.